large Julie Sutton date, or milepost, so far. It had been Friday, May 28, 1948, the day he had visited the place where she lived. It had been an accident, and it had astounded him, and it still astounded him. He had worked at it and worked at it in his mind, worked at it so hard that it had given him dull, foolish little headaches, but he had found no answer. Still, he didn't give up. Some day, maybe his mind would be large enough to produce the answer. Until then, he would work at it and work at it, try to hurry his poor, dumb mind along. It had been late in the afternoon, about 5.30 or so. His job at the Addison Library kept him in school until about 5. It was raining, and it was his favorite kind of rain, a proclamative rain, loud and urgent and slanted. He and the sensational Miss Beggs were the last two persons out of the library. She wore a yellow slicker with a matching rain hat, and she looked like some sort of a misty and fragrant goddess. They walked down the hall together to the front door. Morris Bird III had on his raincoat, and he had to sort of trot to keep up with her. She smelled moist and profound. At the door, she smiled at him, asked him if he had a way of getting home. He told her he always walked. He said he didn't think he would melt. Miss Beggs laughed, and this was what he had hoped would happen. Made the day worthwhile. Her laughter was not girlish. Rather, it seemed to come from her chest, which was a good place for anything to come from. It was breathy and contralto, full of teeth and lips, and it made him feel as though the contents of about seven large pots of LePage's library paste had been forced down his throat. Still laughing, Miss Beggs ran outside and scuttled around the building to the faculty and staff parking lot. He stood on the stoop and watched her run. Rainwater slanted into his eyes, but he did not blink. He might have missed something. Then, as soon as she was out of sight, he started on his way home. He could have caught a Huff Avenue trackless trolley, but phooey on that. The rain felt fine, and anyway, he needed something to take his mind off Miss Beggs. Tucking his chin against his chest and hunching his shoulders a little, he cleared his throat of the LePage's library paste and moved along Huff Avenue at a brisk pace. He timed his breath with his steps, felt rainwater dribble down the back of his neck. He blinked, grimaced, let it all happen. The street was gray, and the buildings were gray, and the sky was gray, but they were a good gray, a definite and substantial gray, and he just bet the farmers were happy. Cars and buses and trucks went hish. Somehow a raindrop got up his nose. He sneezed, then laughed. The sky let loose an immense thunderclap. He laughed louder. He hugged himself, looked up at the sky, told the raindrops they knew what they could do. He moved in hops and lurches, inspected the new good grayness. Shapes were reflected off it. This was God's own grayness, and everything was being washed. Poor, shabby, ramshackle old Huff Avenue, which Lord knows needed it, was having at least some of its encrustations floated off. Anonymous bits and drabs of paper swirled along the gutters and down into the sewers. Dog mess was carried off. Hawkers came loose from the sidewalks. So did globs of gum. Rinds, pits, peels, cores, all were carried to the gutters, as were sticks, slices of tarred and greasy earth. Looking up the side streets, Morris Bird III grinned at the new damp green of trees and grass. Water rushed from drain spouts and off roofs. It had soaked through his shoes. His feet went squish. And so what?
He showed his face to the sky. Come on, he told the sky, do your best. Hit my forehead with your water. Hit it all you want. I need to be clean. See my forehead? Clean it. Clean it the way you're cleaning the streets and the sidewalks. See me. Find me. I need it. Then, shaking his head, Morris Bird III made a face and told himself, Come off it. What's the matter with you? You want to be carried off somewhere where you'll spend the rest of your days cutting out paper dolls? Chuckling, he gathered the collar of his soggy raincoat closer round his throat and hurried, tiptoeing and puddle-jumping, toward home and whatever undistinguished supper his mother had prepared this time. Boy, at about five-thirty or so every night he surely did miss his grandmother, that magician of bologna sandwiches, etc. Then, as he was crossing Crawford Road, someone skittered up beside him and said, You can share my umbrella if you want to. His breath.